بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف إن شاء الله when I receive confirmation from Brother Hussein then we can start our webinar So Alhamdulillah, okay, so we can start. Uh, inshallah, uh, Brother Hussein is going to move a slides and we reached the point uh, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, reminds or informs uh, Prophet Musa about the occasion of helping him when he was just a baby because as you know after prophet musa asked few things then allah said you will be granted but also allah said this is not the first time we have had favor upon you before and that is we revealed but not revealed in the sense of prophetic revelation no in the sense of inspiration communication from God to the people that may not be prophets many times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts ideas in our heart on our mind especially if we are pious then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do this many times as you know we have many hadith that if someone for 40 days purifies himself whether it's actions whether it is words whether it's thoughts if he purifies himself for 40 days for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then the fountains of wisdom will flow from his heart to his tongue so first his heart would receive and then would be uh, coming out through his mouth so there are lots of different ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can guide us and inspire us and in the Quran the term wah is used for prophets is used for people who receive inspiration from God it's used also for bad people receiving bad inspiration or bad you know kind of indications and communications like in shayateen even Satan's do uh, means they send secret and quick message why means secret and quick something that not everyone there understands and sometimes also Allah says we did why to bees or for example uh, Allah says he has a given way to uh, sky so there are many different ways that the term way is used in the Quran but in all these cases means a kind of communication which is secure which is fast but not everyone has access is meant to be received by a specific recipient okay so here Allah says to Prophet Musa when we uh, inspired your mother we communicated to your mother what was communicated in Arabic many times instead of mentioning something 
uh, we keep it in a kind of general way in a kind of somehow uh, unknown for example instead of uh, saying that uh, that incident happened uh, and mentioning that incident you say uh, the thing that happened happened or I told you what I told you instead of saying the actual words so this is very common in uh, Arabic and it's used for different reasons sometimes to keep it secret sometimes because it's very important uh, so for different things so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said we communicated to your mother what was communicated then after preparing the mind and drawing his attention then Allah actually mentions what was communicated to mother of Musa alayhi so we move to the next verse you know, mother of Musa salam, was very worried. To have a baby by itself is worrying. Because a baby is very vulnerable. Every little thing can make the baby ill or maybe can lead to the death of baby if you are not careful. You know, even a few drops of water can suffocate the baby. Of course, it can happen to even adult, but for the babies is more risky. Uh, you know, there are many, many things that <clears throat> can endanger life of a baby. But now imagine you live in a situation in which there is someone like Pharaoh who is after all the sons or the boys born into Bani Israel. According to some sources, not every year because they used to, for example, have on and off so that they can keep some of them because they used to enslave them. But anyway, that particular time was the time that they used to kill every boy born to Bani Israel. So this mother is very worried. What can she do? There is no way to hide from the Pharaoh and his strong army and police and spies. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in the mind of this lady something that is very difficult to uh, imagine by yourself. Because if it is not a kind of help from God to make you confident, you would think that this is the worst thing that you can do. Because, for example, if Pharaoh is very, very likely, say, 90% to find your son, but when you put this baby into a river, it's 99% of risk. A little baby put into the river, what is going to happen? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala communicated to her not just something occurring to her mind. It must have brought a kind of peace. You now, when Allah wants to communicate to us and make sure that we understand, so after that we should feel that this is from God. I should feel peaceful, I should feel confident. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us always in this way because many times you know we wonder what is our interest what should we do what is my duty and many things come to our mind some of them we think maybe these are pleasing God but we are not 100% sure so uh, we pray Allah inshallah guides us always in our life and also makes us understand that this is the way he likes and inshallah we would then act upon it it's very bad if Allah says this is what I want from you and then we say no we want to do something else Inshallah, we are that type of people that if you understand the will of Allah, then we will do it. So Allah said to this lady, <laughs> from Qas means to throw. So Allah said, put this baby into a gas uh, casket, into a basket or casket, whatever you like, <clears throat> and then 
cast him into the river. Then the river will take him to Asahel, to the coast, to the bank. So it's not going to remain in river and they then die out of hunger and thirst. No. Soon, not too late, he will be reaching the coast. So the river will push him, the casket, towards the bank. Then what happens? Then an enemy of mine and an enemy of him will take him. Oh, this must be very worrying. But no, he will take him, but he will not harm him. I projected on you love many from me. It's a special love. Not that, no, normally whenever we see a child, we have love. It is nature of us that we love children. They are innocent. They are pure. Uh, I don't think there is any person who is uh, mentally, psychologically healthy and he sees a child or she sees a child and has no good feeling. Of course, when yes, they start crying and shouting, maybe that's another issue. But just a child as a child is something that everyone likes. But this was not enough to protect Musa. Why? Because Pharaoh is a cruel man. And also he didn't have any love towards Bani Israel. And I think, I cannot say 100%, but I think by looking at the baby, he could realize that this is one of Bani Israel. Because their ethnicity was different. Their color, their, you know, the way they looked is different from uh, Pharaoh and his people. So, if there was no special arrangement by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Pharaoh would have killed this baby or ignored the baby and left it for chance. Say, okay. Put it back to the river. Or even if he didn't want to touch the baby and harm the baby in a bad way, you know, I mean, touch, mean, harming, he wouldn't have kept it. But Allah put a special love on Musa. So there was a kind of magnetic love. Pharaoh very much liked this baby. So they decided to adopt this baby as a child. When the wife of Pharaoh suggested that we can take him as our son because they didn't have children, Pharaoh accepted. So Allah says, an enemy of mine, an enemy of Musa, is going to take him. This is also uh, a kind of, uh, I think, uh, positive message for mother of Musa. If he received exactly the same words, that Allah says, Pharaoh is not only enemy of your son, is enemy of mine and enemy of your son. It means that the reason Pharaoh is against your son is because he is a man of shaitan. He is not a follower of me, a believer in me, a servant of me or mine. So this is very good. You know, if you have enemies, it's very difficult. But if you know that your enemies are enemies of God, then you feel such an honor and such a strength 
that if these people are my enemies, it's not because they have any personal issue with me. They are enemies of God. So then I have a list of worries and I am very happy that I am backed up by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we have to be very careful because there is such a tendency in us that as soon as we have problem with someone, we say these are enemies of God. We always want to say that I represent God. So my enemy is enemy of God. No, this is not the case. Many times, it's just personal issues. But this is God confirming this. This is important. Not that I say, you know, my enemy is enemy of God. No. God says, This is a great honor, great support that you are so much connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a baby. Now imagine when this man grows, what happens? So Allah says, an enemy of mine, an enemy of him, will take him. Then it's not mentioned that this was part of communication to mother of Musa. Maybe it was. Maybe this was not all mentioned in the details to her. But anyway, she had some kind of sukun that she should do this. So Allah changes the language. So, so far it's as a kind of message to the mother of Musa. So when it's talked about Musa, it has, when it's talking about Musa as a third party. An enemy of mine and him. Then Allah changes the language and the style and says, I cast upon you a love from me. And this is now change of language. Now Allah is talking to Musa. So Allah said, I had favor upon you another time. When I revealed to your mother what was revealed. Then Allah said what was revealed. Then Allah says, and I cast upon you love from me. It's very beautiful. And so that you would be built from Sana'a. Sana'a means industry, you know, making, building. So that you will be built under my eyes. This is something that I sometimes say, you know, to brothers and sisters, you know, we should be very uh, much carefully attending to this point. When Allah wants to build Musa, kind of upbringing, preparation, training, in a special way, Allah's eyes, which means Allah's knowledge, covers everything. If Musa was in his own house with his father and mother, for sure he had a sight of Allah. Yeah? Because Allah is seeing everything everywhere. But Allah says, when Musa was put into casket and then Pharaoh adopted him, then that was the time that this process of building him under our eyes started. What does it mean? It means that Allah had a special attention to Musa in the house of Pharaoh. When Allah wanted to rebuild Musa, in a very special way, not in the way that every servant of God, every human being is built up. We are all built up under Allah's care and eyes. Nothing is hidden from him. But when he wants to bring Musa up in a special way, when he has a special attention and care for Musa, where does he provide this care? In a place which you don't expect. In the house of his enemy. In the house of Pharaoh. So, 
there are things that Allah wanted for Musa that could not be provided in any other place. If he had even stayed in his own home or homeland, he would not have been given the same kind of things. First, when he is in the house of Pharaoh, he has maximum security. If he wasn't in his own home, maybe people would have killed him just for silly reasons. Maybe there could be a thief, an animal, a fire, a murderer, another child. Or when he's a teenager, you know, they could have fighting and killing each other. So maybe one of them kills Musa. Musa doesn't kill a child, but maybe they kill Musa. But when he's in the house of Pharaoh, there's security. Because everything is properly managed and controlled. No thief, no robber, no murderer, no wild animal can go and touch a boy which is adopted as son of Pharaoh. Yes, there is no security against the angel of death. But the angel of death is under the control of Allah, so that's not the problem. The problem is among human beings and natural disasters. So, Musa has security. What about food and drink and any vitamin, any supplementary food that this baby may need? Oh, everything is available. If his mother could not provide him with everything, here there is everything. Perhaps the best fruits and food from every part of that you know, the world at that time was coming to Pharaoh. It's not surprising to think that Pharaoh was not just using the local, you know, fruits. For Pharaoh, they bring the best things. So, nutrition, excellent. But we know nothing can replace milk of mother. Even if Pharaoh can provide you with the best, you know, food, Allah says, okay, I will send also your mother. So, as inshallah we will see in the next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided them so that the mother remains behind because if she goes, then it will be suspicious. The sister of Musa, and this shows the you know, beautiful relation between sister and brother how a sister looks after her brother. The love that Allah has put in sisters for brothers is very special. It's not like the love of mother for the baby, the differences, but still it's very special. So, the sister followed the baby. And she saw that the baby is now in the hand of her own and Lady Asiya. For sure it was risky to go and speak to Pharaoh. And if Pharaoh becomes suspicious, then everything will be ruined. The plan will be damaged. So he had to go and look very normal. If she looked nervous, then the story was finished. Imagine this girl, this sister of Musa, that must be very worried. Now she has to overcome all her emotions and look very, you know, normal. And says, Shall I tell you who can look after him? Is Tamshi Ochtuk? When your sister was walking, Fataul, and then she said, so she reached them and said, Hal Adulukum Allah Man Yakfuluh. 
Shall I tell you who is able to look after this baby? So, she must have followed, found that Musa is taken by Pharaoh and his wife, asked permission from the security, because not that everyone can go and, you know, talk to Pharaoh. Please, I have a message for Pharaoh. Somehow convince them that they let him, let her talk. Or maybe, for example, you know, they went to Pharaoh and said, you know, some a, a girl wants to talk. Say, okay, it's a girl, cannot be dangerous. And what is the message? She says, you know, she has a message about, for example, your son or baby, whatever. So she managed to meet Pharaoh, or at least convey the message, and said, there is someone that can help you. Prophet Musa as a baby also was. Uh, commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to accept any other foster, any other lady who would foster her. So they were worried because nothing can replace mother. So when she, the sister, suggested this, they said, let's try. When they tried, the baby started drinking uh, from the mother فَرَجَعْنَاكَ إِلَىٰ أُمِّكَ then Allah says in this way we sent you back to your mother it means that we gave access to your mother to you maybe the mother was going and feeding him in the palace maybe sometimes they were sending the baby to the mother and bring him back anyway mother was feeding the baby so now what has Musa the best food and nutrition security without losing her mother so she has her mother still but also she has a lady who is very special Lady Asiya perhaps Lady Asiya is even more spiritual and mother of Musa. For sure, mother of Musa was a pious lady. But, you know, Lady Asiya is one of the ladies that is very, very highly regarded in the Quran. And she has been mentioned in the Quran as an example. She's an example not only for ladies, for men and women. Not only Al-Mu'minat, such a pious lady that despite being in the house of her own, she was not affected. She said, O Allah, please build for me a house in heaven, but not any part of heaven. Because, you know, heaven has different ranks. She said, I want a house near you in heaven. Please save me from Pharaoh and his action. Pharaoh is my husband. She was loyal. But she didn't want to be partner of Pharaoh in his zulm. Save me. I don't want to be involved and I don't want to be affected. And also perhaps she was also worried that Pharaoh is going to harm her. And according to some sources, as far as I remember, she was killed by them. Anyway, Najani min Pharaona wa Amalih wa Najani min al Qawmidwalimin. Please save me from unjust people. Very special lady. One of the most uh, beloved ladies so now Musa has mother plus the lady Asiya so anything worldly is provided by Pharaoh emotional side provided by mother and sister a spiritual side by lady Asiya 
What else do you need? You need training. Okay. Who can have better training than son of Pharaoh? If he wants to learn how to ride a horse, the best are there. How to shoot arrow, the best. How to read and write, the best. So the best training. If he wants to know the mentality of Pharaoh and the people of Pharaoh, where can you learn this better than being actually in the house of Pharaoh, listening all the time to his conversation? You know, for sure, they don't say to the son of Pharaoh that you don't have permission to attend to meetings. Anytime he goes everywhere, he listens all the time to Pharaoh and what he's saying to his people, listening. So, if there were few people who had the best knowledge of Pharaoh and his mentality, one of them was Lady Asiye, one of them was Musa, and perhaps some of his very close ministers. So, Prophet Musa had also this kind of exposure to the culture of Pharaoh and his people, to the mentality of them, to the tactics, how they plan, how they organize, how they defeat their enemies, how they do all the mischief. So, when Allah says, وَلَتُصْنَعَ عَلَىٰ عَيْنِي has a very special meaning. I wanted to build you under my eyes. So it means that I had very special arrangement for you. I was your real murabbi, the one who brought you up. So, Allah says, فَرَجَعْنَاكَ إِلَىٰ أُمْكَ كَيْ تَقَرَّ عَيْنُهَا وَلَا تَحْزَنَ And don't be sad. Don't be worried. This is very uh, important. For sure, there are things that happen that make us, you know, worried or concerned but Allah said that the mother of Musa shouldn't be too much worried and sad for her baby Tahzan in Arabic can be used for the female, uh, female who is absent it can be used for the male who is present. So la tahzan means you don't be worried or you are not worried. Or it can be she uh, is not worried or should not be worried. Here seems to refer to the mother. Mother of Musa had worry, had hosen, had grief. But Allah returned Musa to the mother so that taqarra aynuha her eyes would have light means would have sukun you know we say qurratul ayn and also la tahzana she wouldn't have any sadness any grief so the story ended in the way that mother was not worried Musa was safe Plus, Musa was brought up in the way that Allah wanted for him, suitable for his future. And also, another thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted perhaps to give a baby to Lady Asiya. Not a baby from Pharaoh. <laughs> Maybe she was not, this is the reason that uh, she didn't have a child. Perhaps she was not supposed to have a baby from her own. But now she has a prophet as her son. This is also a favor of Allah for Lady Asiya. 
Also, for sure, Pharaoh also after having a baby becomes a bit softer. You know, this is also another thing that just came to my mind. You know, Pharaoh was easily killing all the children. But now, when looks at this baby, perhaps he becomes more emotional because many people, even those who don't have children, they love children. But there are people like Pharaoh who are very cruel. Their heart is very hard. So if they themselves experience this, how much a father and mother love their child, then they understand that to kill a child is a big crime. Is not human. So when you think you find lots of things in this story, you can never you know, finish the wonders in this story. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala moves on to talk about an incident that took place after many years. Not when he was a baby or a teenager, when he became a man. And there was a fight. We leave that one for, inshallah, next session because I want to have also some time for questions and answers. And inshallah, we start from the middle of verse 40. وَقَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا فَنَجَّيْنَاكَ مِنَ الْغَمِّ Inshallah, next week, we'll start from here. So, if there is any question, please put it forward. And then, inshallah, we can answer those questions. So I am asking for, uh, uh, waiting for the questions to come, inshallah, to Sky. And please also, whether uh, during the discussion or after, if you come up with ideas, with questions, or with comments, or sometimes maybe something else that you think can be understood from the words, you know, you can always communicate and inshallah I will read with joy and I look forward inshallah to your ideas maybe I can learn many things from you inshallah okay question one why did Allah require the household of Pharaoh to provide security to Prophet Musa surely Allah in his infinite capacity could have provided security to Nabi Musa in any environment sure Allah can provide security but he doesn't do always the things in a miraculous way Yes, he provided security to Prophet Ibrahim, but that was a miracle when he was in fire. Many, many times, maybe 99, or maybe 99.99% of times, if Allah wants something, he does it through natural ways. If he wants, for example, you to become rich, he can send, you know, a, a basket of notes to your house, but he doesn't do like that. He can send you some gold, but he doesn't do that. If he wants you to become rich, he does it in a natural way. So a good business comes up, a good deal comes up, someone offers you money. So there are different ways, but you shouldn't expect Allah to provide you with things in a miraculous way. So if he wants to provide you with security, he doesn't send, you know, some security guard, you know, from heaven to provide you with security in a miraculous way. He can, but not all the time. So what does he do? He moves you to a safe place. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a very special plan. And sometimes, you know, I say to the brothers and sisters that this is the meaning of They planned, Allah planned, and Allah is the best planner. What does it mean? It doesn't mean that they plan and Allah defeats the plan. By a counter plan. No. It's much more than that. Sometimes they plan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Makes. A bigger plan. And actually takes their plan. As part of his plan. So that whatever they do. Would serve his plan. This is something happening. You know also. Sometimes in human life, 
you know sometimes for example when there are two armies fighting each other they try to anticipate the plan of the other group and then actually benefit from that but because there are very uh, limited you know limited knowledge and experience that they have so sometimes it doesn't work properly but if you can anticipate the mentality, the behavior, the reaction of the other party, so you don't need to just fight them. You let them do what they want, but try to make it in the way that whatever they do would benefit you. Uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't counter the plan of their own by killing him or fighting him. No. He let him do what he wanted, but he put some elements on the way of Pharaoh, and then the way Pharaoh behaved suited the purpose that Allah had. So Pharaoh wanted to stop Musa to be born. Okay, Allah didn't kill him. Allah didn't, you know, fight him with a very beautiful plan. Allah made this a stubborn man to be himself responsible for the one that he wanted to kill. This is amazing. Sometimes, you know, we want to get rid of some people. Someone, you know, we want to destroy, for example, you know, someone. Of course, inshallah, we are not uh, that type of people who have any enmity or hatred. But suppose you have, you know, an enemy of God that you want to destroy. You shouldn't always think of, you know, direct fighting. Sometimes you can take control in the way that is good. Anyways, endless of points here. Uh, I want to, inshallah, answer to the next question. But inshallah, discuss this with me and, you know, I will be very happy and inshallah, maybe we talk about it more. Second question. In movie of Moses, Moses, we are shown that they had a child who dies very young of some illness. Is that true? Uh, I cannot uh, verify that story. Uh, Maybe it was true, but I am not in the position to say that Islamically that is true. But uh, anyway, he didn't. she didn't have any child from Pharaoh, even if that was true, that didn't remain. So there was no child for them. And this was uh, mentioned that uh, when they saw the baby Musa, they said, you know, we don't have child, so let's take this as a baby. So, at least at that time, we know that they didn't have a child. That story in the movie, I cannot verify. But, uh, as I said, at least we know that it is not true that they had a child at that time. So, there is no conflict, but I cannot you know, verify. But anyway, they, she didn't have a child uh, remaining, at least from for all. How many years Musa lived with Pharaoh? I don't know exactly how many years. For sure, he was with Pharaoh till he became a man. So, because there was no reason for separation. He was there, but then, inshallah, when we will mention the story, when that incident, that fight, when two people, one friend of Musa, one friend of Pharaoh, they were, you know, fighting and Musa was there to help but somehow he was involved so that incident uh, forced prophet musa to leave the town so up to that time that he was a man uh, mature an adult he was there uh, how many years particularly i don't remember anything and i don't even remember if it's uh, our sources i have to check to see if there is any particular year the quran for sure doesn't say anything about the year but it's a good question let me See if I can find something. I will let you know, inshallah, next week. Uh, 
The question is uh, about how Pharaoh was born and how did he get the position as a king, as there are different stories out there. Uh, I I don't know uh, that how he was born. Uh, I don't know even when uh, how I was born. <laughs> so I don't know how he was born. So uh, maybe uh, I can find something for you. But uh, these are uh, just historical uh, facts. And these are not mentioned in the Quran. And even I don't think it's mentioned in Hadith. Sometimes we have something from biblical sources. And, you know, from their own uh, sources. Sometimes in our books, uh, things have been mentioned. But it's very difficult to verify. But uh, just to... Uh, inshallah, respect your question, which is very dear to me. So, inshallah, I will try to find something and inshallah mention it. But how did he become uh, king? I think it was a kind of uh, dynasty. As you know, he was not the first and the last pharaoh. There was a chain of pharaohs, and they used to uh, come to power one after the other. Question 5, it seems interesting how Allah replied to uh, prayer of Prophet Musa by not only saying that you, your du'as has been granted, but then Allah continues his reply by informing Musa of the previous favor bestowed on him. Is there more depth or example in Quran where Allah answered a question or du'a with more than just a specific answer? In this case, the specific answer would just be that word. Yes, it's very important. You know, it's kind of a confirmation. You know, when someone asks you for something, uh, you say, yes, I will give you this. And this is not the first time. You don't want to, you know, oblige that person, you know, say, you know, oh, I have done this for you. No, this is a matter of uh, support for that person. Allah's intention was to say to Musa, this is not the first time. It has precedence. So, if in the past also, even without your request, I have been caring and supporting you, so you shouldn't be surprised that now I accepted your request. It means that you have a long history of being supported by us. So this is very good. Uh, whether we have similar cases in the Quran, there might be. At the moment, uh, I didn't uh, think about this. Your question is uh, good, but uh, I don't have anything ready in my mind. Uh, I give you an example of another incident. But I think there are. Uh, we need to think and, you know, either read or, you know, in our memory, maybe we remember another incident. But uh, we have in our du'as things like this, or, for example, uh, even in the Quran, that, for example, we say, Oh Allah, give me this because you have this quality. For example, because you are Arhamur Rahimin, give me this. So it means that this is not the first time you do have this quality of this. There are many things like this in the Quran. Many like this in du'as. So because you are Dul Fadl, you have great favor, so give me this. It means that this is not the first time. You have a history of doing this. So we have... Uh, Anything like this. But if you want a particular story about a person, uh, I have to think. Thank you for the question. Uh, question six. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. In one of your lectures in Toronto, you mentioned that Nabi Ibrahim built the Kaaba again. Does this mean that Kaaba was built before Nabi Ibrahim? Can you please? Yes. Kaaba was built before. And it was destroyed, and Allah asked uh, Prophet Ibrahim to restore. And therefore, in the Quran, Surah Baqarah, When Ibrahim was raising the foundations of Kaaba, according to many Mufassirin, this means that the foundations were there, but the walls were demolished. So he built upon those foundations, maybe with some changes, some expansion, but he used the same location, the same actual site and foundation. 
then he built upon that. And the Quran also says, This is the first house which was built for humanity. This is also making it very unlikely to say that before that there was no place of worship. No place that belonged to humanity. Because any place of worship which belongs to God is for humanity. Um, <clears throat> question 7. Assalamu alaikum When Prophet Musa was trying to stop the fight and the man died, how do you explain children in Madrasa that he was a strong man and he hit someone and he died? Yes, this is uh, what inshallah I'm going to talk next week. That, <clears throat> and this is why I stopped here because this is the beginning of a new story and that is after many years. For sure, Prophet Musa was a strong man because of his genetic, but also, as I said, because of the nutrition, <laughs> because of the care, all the exercises, all the training that he had. Then he was very special. You know, at that time, it was not like today. Today, for example, if someone is a son of a king, he doesn't necessarily train for <coughs> being the best, I don't know, mm, personal fighter, the best person, for example, who can shoot arrow or, you know, swim or whatever. But at that time, physical strength of the king was very important because they used to take part in battles by themselves. So they had to be the best in everything as much as possible. Of course, some of them didn't have, you know, talents or you know, potential for that. But this was the plan. So the best in riding, the best in, you know, shooting arrow, the best in, you know, using sword. So... He had all these, therefore, genetic, nutrition, training, exercise, willpower, which is very important. Willpower makes your power magnificent. Therefore, he was very, very strong. But there is a very gentle point, very delicate issue here about that. And because the time was short, I want to raise it, inshallah, next session so that I can discuss properly that the Prophet Musa was ma'asum, and we have to understand that. So, inshallah, I will explain that story, if you don't mind, next week, inshallah. Okay, it seems that our question and our time both are uh, over. So, I hope that, inshallah, we will uh, have our next session, inshallah, next week. And, inshallah, next week I will be in Canada, so, inshallah, we will have it from Canada, inshallah, so I will have the same. Time zone as you, inshallah.